The thing that stuck out to me about this episode is, and I'm just jumping right into the middle and then as per usual backtrack a little bit, but I hate how when they get their tree mail that it's gonna be the rights negotiation. Danny's like, come on, let's be the first tribe that just says no, and we all just agree yeah. to compete. And he has this very boy scouty way of being like, we all compete. This is stupid. First of all, I just I just don't like that. And I don't know if I'm just still so influenced by the fart that I just am coming <laughs> for him. Because I do, I do see redeeming qualities, but this just it just bugged me of like the whole. I We're just, not going to do this. Let's not – come on, guys. Let's not do this. When it's like everyone's hungry, and I understand where he's coming from. Like, I would play no matter what, but I'm also not on an island starving, faced with the opportunity for rice. So I don't like that. But then the dichotomy of him being like, scouts on or JK. Like – Yeah. I mean, also, no one knows, like, what goes on in – someone else's body like friend she has like she has blood sugar issues like for real like she would probably pass out from that and she's like a super fit competitive active person but she mm -hmm. could probably really benefit for some rice like, you don't and like me some people are shocked like i'll be like oh yeah it's four o'clock and i forgot to eat today i haven't eaten anything yet and some people are like what like i would like be so hungry or like famished or like sometimes i just i don't know like everyone's body needs different things so danny doesn't know what's going on like carson is literally wasting away yeah i it just the whole like come on let's all let's all just say no it it was just so off-putting to me and i i wouldn't even cared about the scouts on or just kidding if it weren't for that moment of him trying pretty hard to get everybody on the side of pass yeah i don't know I don't and know. i listen i don't like the rice negotiation to begin with i think it's run its course i feel like it was maybe kind of interesting the first time it was done but i'm over it you know it's funny and i think i guess i wasn't really thinking about it and i guess i should have known by now that they didn't get rice and i think the reason it doesn't track with me is because i've been watching old seasons so I see people eating rice on the beach. So it's not really computing in my head that they don't have any food. The only food they have is, you know, if they win something at a reward or the, you know, unripe papaya or the crabs that they, you know, I, it wasn't really registering to me. And like, that has to be pretty dope. I just wonder. So I guess the negotiation has to be Jeff's idea. Like it just comes at a certain time and you, cause I'm like, it's so far into the game. Yeah. But it's well, like just top nine. So just far enough into the game that they're yeah. starving. Well, welcome to Idle Chatter, everybody. I'm Laura. And I'm Ashley. And these are our hot takes. I just I don't want to come in every week bashing a new player or bashing Danny because I, <laughs> I do genuinely in my mind believe that every single person that's ever played the game will be a guest on this podcast someday. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have to explain myself. However, I think he needs to explain himself. Well, for me, I think too, it's annoying when, to me, when other people push their, like, okay, Danny had a very good chance of winning that, which we saw because he almost did. 
some people, if I didn't think I would be good at that, hell yeah, I would, you know, sit out if it would benefit myself and everyone. If I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you never know. Like, maybe you'll push through and surprise. But no, like, I I do not think I could do that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess if you're thinking about, like, upper body strength and stuff like that. Yeah, or just, or just balance. balance. You're, you're yeah. clumsy. Yeah, I am clumsy. And also, I my, my feet will go numb. Like, if I was mm-hmm. standing on that little block, my feet would 100% go numb and I would fall over. Like, I just know myself. But also, like, just because you have this competitive spirit when it comes to, like, physical things, not everyone does. Maybe someone else, like, might be more of a strategist or have more of a social game. Don't project what you think a, you know, sole survivor is onto other people and make them feel like they need to do something. And it is interesting because Kane did sit out. And I, I do understand that he later after sitting out said to us, like, the reason I sat out is because I definitely could not have done this. Yeah. However, in hindsight, because he went home, which if you ask me, he went home because his Dungeons and Dragons sponsorship contractual obligations were fulfilled. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Survivor no longer needed him to be like name dropping D&D every episode. They were like, okay, guys, no, it's like in The Bachelor when like, you know that producers like will ask the contestants to keep people around for a certain length of time. Like, if you don't mind. But yeah. I feel like Jeff was like, yeah, like, if you don't mind just letting Kane stick around because... I don't know. I really do. And we'll get into this, but I really don't uh, agree or understand that decision of yeah. letting him, of voting him out. But same. Well, I mean, I'm also super and to just to pull the thread on the challenge a little bit more. And we will talk about the stuff at the beginning, but I am super happy that Franny won. She's like yeah. such a powerhouse. And it's so funny where my mind goes, because the reason I wanted her, it's it, it, maybe this is showing like, the patriarchal side of me this like I don't want her to win because I'm like yeah feminist like woman winning two immunities I'm like I want to see the look on Matt's face when she walks in wearing another immunity necklace like I want to see how proud of her he is like it's so it's so cute like it's really uh, sweet oh my god you know what's so funny but I will say I listened to escaping realities um recap Mm-hmm. of the last episode earlier this week and i'm i was i mean obviously like different strokes for different folks but they didn't hate the fart well okay stacy wasn't <laughs> on that episode and i did i did uh i did i did message the, <laughs> i don't know i i did message them something about the fart and stuff and stacy was like oh i hated the fart like but it was just anna and aggie and they didn't hate the fart and they also don't love matt and franny but do they not love them in general or do they not love them as players in the show? Because I, I didn't like it when it was in the game, but now that he is on the jury, yeah. I, I like it now. I like it now. Maybe the romance, but I like, it was just funny. Cause I was like, wow, I feel like I'm like listening to like the foil to our podcast. Like, like we're like that damn fart and this and that. So, and they did give me a, they're fans have spoken. I did put in the question bark the question box something about the fart so mm. you know and i i did get a shout so 
<laughs> that is interesting. My hate I guess- for the fart, like it doesn't only exist on our podcast. It's like moved on. That's what I hate about it. I hate that it's a thing that everybody has to be discussing. Yes, we're exactly. still discussing it episodes we better, later. We have better things to talk about. Okay, let's let's get into what some of those things are. The first funny thing that I wanted to point out, I bet you didn't even notice. But in the very first second of the show, in the top left-hand corner, they note that there is going to be some coarse language. And I was like, huh, like, really? And then I was thinking about it. And I guess when when Kane leaves, he's like, he, what does he say? He's like, you got me, bitches, or something like that. Like, Well, also when Carol, oh, and do you remember when Carolyn also tries to say the letter S and she oh says ass? God. Ass. It comes it comes up on the captions as ass question. So <laughs> Okay, so ass and bitches. This, I cannot believe that I played this show in my good Christian household for my young cat with that coarse language. By the way, I also feel like if you were like, I don't know, a super conservative grandma listening to our show, it could seem very hypocritical that we're out here being like, farts are not fucking okay <laughs> like yeah. because we by the way like we do use coarse language in this podcast I don't know for me it's just different I'm not offended by the f word but I am offended by the other f word yeah exactly part <laughs> okay oh, <man. laughs> all right <laughs> let's just try and not talk about the part anymore it's over it's put to rest we're giving him what he wants it's flushed it's flushed down the toilet <laughs> metaphorically <laughs> all right okay oh, so I, I wanted to point out the chorus language but <laughs> we we come back from tribal and i loved this little jam jam moment because you were right ashley you were right we talked last episode about why jam jam voted with rat two and how it didn't make any sense to me what was going on you broke it down I was like, okay, maybe. But then Jam Jam validated everything you said. You and Jam Jam are... I did feel validated. Yeah, he says... In sync. He, he says that he knew that Danny was playing the idol for Franny. And then a big target, you know, Brandon goes out and there's no blood on his hands. So, you know, he still looks like the good guy to Ratu. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, too, that I thought was interesting is Lauren and Kane and Jamie are talking... And Lauren was saying, I, I really wanted to split. I really wanted to split. And Jamie was like, we all wanted to split. Brandon's the one who didn't. So that's kind of, I'm kind of glad that Brandon's demise was his own fault. Kind of, you know, it's not like Lauren wanted to split. They didn't. She went home. Like his, it was his choice not to split the votes in case of an idol play. Because mm-hmm. they could have split. They could have split and done Danny and Franny. You know, but they didn't do that. Oh, actually, well, Lauren had immunity, so she wouldn't have gone home. But either or Jamie, like Kane at that time, you know, Brandon, he didn't want to split the vote and he is the casualty of that. So that's, you know, sucks for him. But I'm glad no one else kind of like suffered because of that choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also just loved how Jam Jam is just 
he is he is really feeling himself and he says that his plan worked out he says i'm like a little james bond was it what is it double oh seven he was like i'm double zero yeah what 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 is it double oh seven yeah and i like how he even and we get a little flashback along with this he says josh matt and brandon all wrote jam jam's name down and they all went home exactly it's not really a one-to-one situation but Fair, fair point. And I also like you see him sitting down with Ratu, like kind of keeping up the charade. And and Ratu calls Jam. He, they're like, Jam Jam's our new leader. And he's like, stop, <laughs> stop. Yeah. He's, and this, this really he's thriving. Comes, this really comes full circle in this episode because it is so true that the Tika three, Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson are are they have really succeeded in the strategy of playing in the middle. And at the end of the episode, when we have the scramble, Franny was completely right in calling this out. Like she was one. And like, I don't, I don't, I'm glad that she Mm -hmm. wasn't successful because I love the Tika three. I want to protect them. But also like Franny was so right. And being like, Hey, this is dangerous. We need to do something like they are, they're, they're playing both of us and it's smart, but like, we need to stop thinking, thinking of it as Ratu versus Ahsoka and like, just taking out the power clusters and fucking course Danny was like shut up Franny I mean that's not what happened I'm simplifying but he really brushes her off and I didn't like that first of all she's wearing the necklace second of all who are you yeah I didn't like that and to us he's like oh like love you Franny but no you know yeah yeah oh Jamie's fake idol not that they not that they all know it's fake but they're like oh like obviously like Jamie's like you know obviously we need to go for Ratu because they have that extra vote and like hey how about you actually coerce someone into playing the extra vote or something like actually get them to play it which I mean they did this episode but it's like she's been sitting on that forever like you should put the fear in her way before and just flushed that yeah and I also think that and this kind of bleeds in a little bit to what Carolyn is saying in this next little Carolyn section that we get. But I think that Danny does not see Tika three as a threat. I think that he thinks Mm. Carolyn's dumb. I think he thinks that Jam Jam doesn't have a lot going on. Don't know how he feels about Carson, but I think Franny, because I do genuinely think she is like, and listen, I'm not saying that Danny is not a kind person, but I think Franny like really sees people like I don't think she's judgmental at all and I I think she she does see the three of them as like worthy competitive players which Mm -hmm. is smart and fair and they're gonna be I think they're gonna be in a position where they're like damn we should have listened to Franny yeah oh definitely um I guess before I guess before we get into like some Carolyn moments just a couple things of note I did I did just take some notes Mm -hmm. um Let's see. So we start off the next day with an idle scramble. We, Kane decides, you know, he needs to, you know, I, I feel like he says something like put my business pants on. I don't know. He says something like. He like says that. business pants, business pants oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. All right. Um, is that a phrase or is that just coming from someone that never has to wear like business cash clothes? Yeah, that that is that to me comes off as somebody who's never worn slacks a day in their life. Slacks, yes. Well, I guess it wouldn't sound as cool to say time to put on my slacks and go search for the site. I think the phrase that he was thinking of was like big boy pants. Like I gotta put yeah. on my big but I it 
<laughs> or it's like it's time to get down to business or something. Uh-huh. And I mean, he does get his required Dungeons and Dragons reference in there. Yeah. So he's his contract is fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, apparently he needs to make at least one per episode or he'll get fined like $10,000 per missed D&D reference. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, listen a few episodes back. I share this conspiracy theory that CBS has a deep-seated sponsorship deal with Dungeons and Dragons because one, Kane, two, the unexplained medieval set. But yes, let's not digress. Well, at, They're all at this point, it's not even a conspiracy. Like it's a hundred percent like, <laughs> like it's definitely a thing. But I was thinking about okay, this set. I I I spent a lot of time thinking about this today. <laughs> also, you, Danny, saying under the wing of a dragon is the producers just feeding them things like, oh, like. Like the, the producer saying something like to Danny, who did, like I maybe he does play D anD D, but I don't think so. To Danny saying something like, "Oh yeah," like are they subtly like talking about dragons in the interview to him to get him to say dragon? Mm-hmm. Because our episode title later, "Under the Wing of a Dragon," which like I, I still don't even understand what it means in the context, was said by Danny. Yeah. So I don't know, but I was thinking about it. I was like. Did they? Because they recorded like this was filmed last summer, right? Mm-hmm. I, so in my head today, I was like, the wheels were turning. And I was like, do they just happen? To, like, do, does Paramount like happen to, um, be involved in the Dungeons and Dragons movie somehow? Like, are they same production, some same something? And then they got they got Kane on there, and they were like, "Wow, this is gold. We should go to them and be like, hey." Why don't you, uh, like, but no, like, I feel like obviously with the set and everything, it's just clearly like planned, but it's not. A couple people have pointed out to me that like the timing is odd because like there's a big push when the movie initially comes out and then it trickles off and I'm like, well, yeah, it wasn't done perfectly. Like nobody's saying that. Yeah. However, anyway. Okay, so yes, everybody's looking for the idol. We spent the majority of the time with Danny. So if you don't mm-hmm. know, you would really think that they're setting it up for Danny to find the idol. And I'm so fucking glad he doesn't because I I, I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. I really don't know why I'm coming for him. And I was very surprised when Heidi found it. Yeah. It's just well, I get we can't we can't consider anything like that anymore though because I was gonna say because yeah I feel like in the beginning we didn't see any of Heidi but again we didn't see much of Erica either so can't even look at it that way anymore but yeah so yeah she ends up finding it one thing before she finds it I don't know if you had tuned in yet at this point mm-hmm. uh, remember how I texted you and Brian and I said Jamie's my sleep paralysis demon it's because yes. did you did you get to that scene like when you rewatched the beginning today where she's like she's sitting there and she was like. I can't believe I still have my idol. My idol. She said my idol four times at the end of a sentence. And like, also was kind of like maniacally laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, calm down. Also, like, if it was real, it wouldn't bother me. But I know it's fake. So I was like, oh, stop, stop. (laughs) I also, it's wild to me when we do get to the scramble that she's like, so I haven't told anyone about my idol, but everybody knows everything. And then she proceeds to tell everybody about her idol. Like it just mm-hmm. either we're not seeing something or something doesn't add up because there was no need for any of that to go down the way it did. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe just 
she knows people have talked about everything like maybe she's heard like oh yeah well lauren's extra vote like i think she just pretty much everyone knows anything that's disclosed carolyn's the only one sitting on a secret right now i know well, I know. well it, is heidi's idol a secret yeah she didn't show anybody smart Thank god yeah um so i i'm interested to see to see what she does with it i, I guess yeah. i will say i think i'm skeptical because well i do want to go back to carolyn's moment but i i oh, yeah during the scramble the thing that like kind of irks me is again i just like and Let's talk about Carolyn, but then we'll talk about this. But I want to make sure I get this thought out before I forget because it's kind of about Heidi. But she's one of the people who makes the point of like, yeah, Kane's dangerous. He's smart and he's a big guy, so he can do challenges. We have yeah. not seen Kane succeed at anything. Like, really. Not, e- not even correctly voting someone off this GD yeah. island. I, I just don't see how he is a threat in any way. But let's let's come back to that because I do want to talk about Carolyn getting her flowers. She has this really nice moment that they're all kind of just like shooting the shit, having some fun, which is so nice to see. This is the stuff that yeah. we miss. And um, yeah, the Carolyn's saying because they're playing like an I spy and like you have to say the first letter and she's like, they're like, all right, Carolyn, your turn. She's like, ass. And they're like, what? She's like, she meant she meant as and it was so funny and like we get the, her nice little back package of and she she share she opens up with the the tribe about you know her her recovery and how she's so glad that her son you know can see her on the other side of that and we also got like i first of all i'm shocked that like anybody would climb that little rock mountain after what happened to matthew but oh, yeah. we see her and Jam Jam climbing, and then she's like, I want all these people to think that I'm stupid because, like, yeah, I am fun, I am weird, but I am strategizing. And I loved that. Yeah. And I just, yeah, it was nice. Like, she mentioned, like, right before she went out, 13 years of sobriety, we got to see her, like, dancing around in her yard with her fiance and mm-hmm. her son. Um, and I didn't, I don't know if I knew about the fiance. I don't know reason. that I did either. You know, I don't, I don't know if, like, that was brought up that she is you know engaged and she said our son so i i don't know for some reason i i i didn't have any idea how old her son i guess old enough for the tooth fairy we know that yeah (laughs) with the poop one one other thing i wanted to note about carolyn is i this must have happened later on in the episode or like just a totally different day of the week or something but I saw this outtake on TikTok that was she set down her shorts to dry by the fire, those pink shorts that she wears, mm-hmm. and she ended up burning them. When? It, we didn't see it in the episode. It was an outtake. It was on, I saw this on TikTok. Oh, but like at some point during her journey, because she was wearing them at the vote. Yeah, so maybe it happened like the next day or something. Aww. Maybe it's like a little outtake. I don't know. But it, and also, but they were she puts them on. She's like, well, they're still wearable if I wear a belt because they were burnt like Aww. on the like the upper waist. So it was. It, she's like, they're the only shorts I have. It was pretty. It was pretty funny. I I chuckled. Yeah, she's a treasure, and like it's it just funny too. Like when not not even funny. It's nice. Like you know, Franny's listening to her so intently and stuff, and. She's, you know, really likes Carolyn and she likes that she's so much herself. She thinks that's inspiring. She wants to be more herself. And I like Carolyn, too. He's like talking about being weird. And she's like, who, you know, who's ever felt like the weird kid? And like people are raising their hands. I just think that's a nice moment for everyone to bond. Totally. I I would have raised my hand. Yes. 
I feel weird sometimes. <laughs> Is there anything else that needs to be discussed? Um, I guess maybe just like scramble like well i guess and we could just i don't know if we mentioned like i guess just for whatever sake we could just say you know they get the tree bell they you know we know they talk about the rice negotiation when they get there um immediately um lauren is the first one to say i'll sit out carson was like okay you'll sit out me too and then um kane ends up saying it and then jamie's like oh like i can't i can't and then heidi ends up sitting out too so Mm -hmm. those are our four that sat out from the challenge and ultimately for anyone's that's all we need to know but yeah we get back let me ask you let me ask you this would you sit out for the i mean you already said yes because the challenge but i'm more so i'm asking like what is your take overall and like should people sit out for rice I mean, I feel like you would, I feel like you would look pretty dumb. Oh, sorry, Kane. <laughs> I was like, if you sat out and then you got voted out. But also, too, like, if you don't think you're going to win, I don't know. I think that it makes you less of a target. Like, say one person does something benevolent, that person might be a target because at the end they could be like, oh i was like i did things for the whole tribe i sat out for rice like you that would make you threatening but if four people do it like why the hell not if you don't think that you're really going to win or if you don't think you're that much danger or say like heidi knew she had this idol going into it so maybe that made her feel like a little more safe but jamie also thinks she has an idol and it's like really you couldn't sit out whatever yeah, I Jamie not sitting out is a weird one. I also think I would look at it as like, are the majority of my allies competing? Mm-hmm. If so, I'm gonna take a seat. But in general, I'm just kind of over the the twist to begin with. Yeah, too many twists. Too much to. We'll even we'll get into more twists. Give us an auction scramble. or give us nothing. Yeah. Trade but, Jeff. <laughs> the one thing about the scramble that I. And this is, and maybe this is what you meant by like, we'll get into the twist. But one of the things that was throwing everybody off was, is there going to be a, is there a knowledge as power advantage? And there's, there's not, but it's because everyone has seen the past three seasons and it's so convoluted. There's that paranoia and it's just enough. Like I just want. Well, and it's interesting because they haven't even seen 43 at this mm-hmm. time either. So like, I will say 43, it's, it is actually interesting to think with Dwight going home with Janine's idol in last season mm-hmm. right he was blindsided and because of knowledge's power Janine gave get oh no gave it to Dwight and then ended up then what Jesse ended up with it and Jesse right. had two something mm-hmm. like that but it's like they haven't even seen that at this point so they're just going off of 41 and 42 that filmed right after each other a year prior like assuming it's still a thing you know, you don't know, like, they don't, maybe they saw Shot in the Dark was still a thing, though. They knew that, so maybe, but they should, they could have said, oh, the secret phrase thing isn't there anymore. Yeah. Those, those first two seasons had, like, goat on AstroTurf, whatever. That wasn't a thing, as far as they knew. So, I don't know. I just, but it, it just sucks that there's so, been so many random twists. They have to consider all of these things all the time. And it really just... Mm-hmm throws things off so whose whose names are thrown out other than kane um 
Okay. So, oh, I guess one thing to say too is they eat the rice and then after they eat the rice, that really like re-energizes them and they're like ready to play the game then. Because that's like, they really are like scrambling. I feel like the scramble last week was kind of chill, but yeah, they're like, they're they're scrambling all the way up until tribal, even during it. 100%. (laughs) So, um, I think the first thing we get is Heidi goes to Tika the you know the three stooges and says you know like you said kane he's big you know he's he's big competitor or something but then carson's like but we also want to uh flush jamie's idol so we see carson telling jamie who carson voted with jamie last time so mm-hmm. he thinks she can trust him so he's like listen i'm hearing your name just planting the seed so she does play her idol um then ratu is discussing and they want along with tika to split their votes between danny and heidi and then lauren the, the, oh yeah this is where we get to the whole knowledge is power thing so lauren gives her extra vote to jamie because of that and then jamie gives her idol to kane her mm-hmm. idol air quotes and then this is where kane mentions that he's not ne- like never voted anyone out <laughs> the wrong side of the vote every time like from day that's one that's pretty the wild only, the only person to vote for brandon or or the only remaining person to vote for brandon when he played his idol in that very first tribal council mm-hmm. um this is where we get franny saying to to danny and i think heidi probably was there that they should get with ratu and split the votes between carolyn and jam jam and then vote jam jam out interesting still carolyn not seen as the threat it's Split between Carolyn and Jam. And then when we revote, it's Jam. I am worried at that at some point Carolyn not being she's she's not seen as a threat so much that I, I am worried that it will so if if nothing changes, this is episode nine, that at some point it will be a detriment. Because I think it's like I feel like there's plenty of people on prior seasons who have made the argument that like, oh, my strategy was to be under the radar. My strategy was to come off like I'm yeah. stupid. And it's never worked. It, it, it always is like, that's not what you were doing. And with Carolyn, genuinely, I do think it is. But I do worry that it's it's she's going to have a tough time selling it. And I do think she needs to start making moves. I think she has some moves in her back pocket, though, like things that she did that she could speak to doing, like especially having especially having that idol, though, if she gets to the end and like or whenever she reveals that idol, like she should use that idol to blindside someone big. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope so. Like, I hope she can hold on to it until the very last time she can use it and like get rid of like the biggest threat with it i don't know i just i fear she's it's gonna be like the last time she can use it and she's gonna like play it for jam jam and she'll go home oh because she's also so sweet i know i know she's an angel truly yeah um oh and i think uh yeah but as we know danny dismisses you know franny's perfectly smart idea I mean, glad that he did because I want my Carolyn and my Jam Jam to be safe. Um, this is where, oh, this is where Danny says his wing of the dragon reference. I still don't quite understand, but I think the point of it was Ratu has two advantages. Lauren's extra vote, Jamie's idol. Um, and then, oh, at this point, Jam Jam, this is where he's like talking to his people and he's like, listen, I want to vote Kane because, you know, he's voted for me. And <laughs> Jam Jam says to us, you write my name, you're dead. 
Um, and but Carolyn, though, at this point, she doesn't agree with this. You know, she she's so funny. She she's like, I want to vote Danny. She was like, like, what did she 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 said like she didn't like him since that bro out or something. Yeah, like, she's like, I didn't like him since the bro out, and quite frankly, I'm sick of him. And yeah, she's like, like, yes. She, she, I love her passion. Honestly, wait, hold on. How come when Carolyn does that, it's charming, but when I wildly gesticulate and pound my fists on the desk, it's annoying to edit in the podcast. Just kidding. Okay, well, I'm sure I'm joking, the, I'm joking, I'm joking. the survivor production team is probably like, all right, like get get a get a boom mic or I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no, I'm joking. I'm are. joking. I will say I I give you credit all the time for everything. Like I went to the farmers market today. I will. I saw that there was going to be. I saw on the Instagram of the farmers market, which is like right outside my door, kind of. But it was raining. Okay, so it was like, do I really need to go? But I saw there was pierogies, and then I went there and I told them I was like, oh, I was like, I saw there was going to be pierogies today. I was like, I saw on the Doylestown Instagram, and the teen daughter was there. And like by teen, I mean like tween. Like she's probably like thirteen or fourteen or something, with her mom who makes the pierogies, and she was like, I told her. She needs to update her biz. I'm going to start updating her business page because I was like, I did look on yours and I was like, I didn't see any posts since 2020. And like, we had like, we're having a laugh. I was like, it's okay. I was like, I'm 34 and I have a podcast and my co-host, you know, I was like, she's in marketing. She knows about all of these things. She has to, you know. You're like idle chatter. Yeah. At idle, like, like, hey, little girl, do you like survive? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, that. I, w- I wish it had pans out. And can we can we talk about tribal? Because I did get a little lost. Okay. And it's funny because I, Wednesday, I was really like feeling it. Like I was like really, really tired. I was at my parents um for dinner and I was so tired. And I was like, I, I was like, oh my God, I wish I brought Snoopy so I could just sleep here. I was like, but I need to like hustle out of here to get home for Survivor. And I literally couldn't remember going into it. Like, was this the one with the scrambler? Was that last week? I was like, because it, it happened so late in the episode, like, or so late mm-hmm. in the tribal. The like the scramble. So okay, so let's should we get into tribal? Yeah, this is our first live tribal, and what we mean by that is whispers which if you are new to survivor let's say this is the first or second season you've watched one thank you for being here two this is a new thing this never ever ever used to happen until like when did it start like within the past 10 12 seasons yeah i mean uh, the first i feel like we maybe talked about this before the first time i truly remember was 34 when um malcolm went home in game changers yeah and they were all like scrambling and then brian's gonna text us and be like it was actually blah 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 our factor well so they and who who texted this to the group on wednesday night was it you or brian somebody texted stick to the plan oh it must have been brian because i thought it was you <laughs> it must have been in, my head, in my head when we were rewatching, I was like, they were talking about plans, and I was like, stick to the plan. And I, I thought that it was you. So it must have been no, Brian. No, it must have been Brian. But yeah, it does get a little murky where coming into tribal, I was just like, I was pretty confident that they that Danny was gonna go home. I was well, okay. I don't know. I feel like things are so surprising sometimes and we really don't know. Like, what if something did crazy did happen and Franny did end up like convincing i mean doubtful Mm -hmm. danny's gonna be convinced by 
by anyone, but I, we, I, I, I will give him some credit. He saved Franny. That was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And he does other things. So I'm just, I know I'm like, we need, to, I, okay. I'm, I'm not even going to mention it. We put it to, put it to bed. Yes, we uh, put it to bed. It's done. It's done. I'm wearing a dress. It's done. Yeah. Oh, I think I just had no idea what was going to happen. Like I, I'm literally surprised by nothing. And I I almost don't like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like being like any one of these, so many people could go home. Cause I don't, I don't know. I'm just like not loving the edit. Yeah. I, it's nice to be kept on our toes a little bit, but I think there's also this component of wanting to feel like you do have the ability to follow along and like maybe know what's what. Like it, I, I totally agree. Like it's, it's, it also even seems kind like, well, I mean, and, and we'll get into, I mean, I really feel like there's nothing that important to talk about in the beginning. Like it's again, Danny talking about competing, you know, mm-hmm. like sitting out for rice, you know, and Kane, I think I, I wrote negotiations. Danny is annoying. And then, oh, and then, you know, I think Kane was like, oh yeah, I didn't, you know, think I was going to win. Like whatever. Carolyn says the rice made us different people. Like, and then, you know, she's like, I still don't know what's going on. That rice, you know, it made us different people. It really, like, you know, kind of perked us up. And yeah. then this is where, but I feel like Carolyn genuinely doesn't know what's good. You know what I mean? Because uh, so many people are like, well, yeah, what's the right plan? Like, everyone has a plan, but is your plan the right plan? And then Carolyn, I think, is genuinely confused by, by it because that's where the live tribal of it all starts because Kane and her start whispering to each other. Mm-hmm. So I could see very much of like Soka thinks that Carolyn's voting with with them, then this setting something off. Absolutely. No, oh no, it's it's not okay. No, this is what was weird about it. The first one I noticed was Franny and Kane, who were on opposite sides talking. Actually. Yeah. And then Kane talked to Carolyn. Why were Fran uh, why were Franny and Kane talking? Couldn't tell you. I do see later her saying, I think they're voting for Jamie. So I don't know if it was just Franny trying to like make Jamie flush her idol, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I thought that was that that maybe that isn't the actual first whispering, but maybe the edit did that to make us think that maybe Carolyn and Jam Jam are in danger and Rontu and Soka are working together. I don't know. But there is just a bunch of whispering and I have no idea what the hell is going on. Do we want to break down the votes? Because this is interesting. Yes. Um, so we vote. So um, Franny votes for Jamie. Kane votes for Danny. Yeah. Jamie. Lauren. Okay. And this is where. And, and Lauren's extra vote, right? Vote yes. For so technically Jamie votes twice. They vote, they vote for Heidi. And then Carolyn, Carson, Danny, Heidi, and Jam Jam vote for Kane. That's five votes. Bring me your torch. So interest interesting like it is interesting that franny and kane like i mean it's not like it's not surprising kane voted for danny but i am so i i am just surprised that carolyn jam jam and carson like threw their their weight behind the kane vote yeah well maybe Oh, no, I guess Jam Jam didn't vote Brandon out, but he knew it was happening. But maybe mm-hmm. he was just like, I needed to write down your name because you wrote mine down multiple times. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah, in his heart, yeah. he needed to write Kane down. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking that it must be something like 
maybe Soka. And okay, actually, it's not just Soka. I'm sure that old Tika, the Three Stooges, know that Lauren and them wanted to split the vote last week and didn't. So maybe everyone is thinking they're splitting the vote. So maybe Soka is like, if Tika's really with us and those they'll split the vote so we should throw a rogue vote on someone else i i wish we could get answers i wish that i wish at the beginning of the next episode we could get answers to these questions because sometimes we don't and it just makes me feel like things are a little unresolved yeah i agree with you for me mm-hmm. but that's that's kind of it that's kind yeah. of it like there was not really a ton of other interesting stuff to break down yeah and this then wasn't Kate- Kane's leaving so that he says, enjoy your rice, you bitches. But he's yeah. like super natured about it. I I really think that my me being endeared to him, like literally just because my mom was like, I like him. And then I was like, Does he remind you of my brother? And then like I, I feel like I was just he seems like a sweet guy. So I'm like, oh, he's sweet. But like no, no strategy. So it's he he can go. I just I feel bad if it I think I would feel bad if he seemed really upset, but he was a good sport. So since he was a good sport. I'm okay yeah. with, with him departing at this time. For sure. Yeah, I, I just don't think he was, like, necessarily playing that hard. Like, I yeah. think I think he wanted to. It just it just didn't – he didn't get it going, you know? And that, I was about to happens. say – I was about to say, is he too nice? Is it because mm-hmm. he's Canadian? But then Brian sent us that fun fact tweet about the percentage of, like – success canadians have been having especially in the new era like we've had two canadian winners like Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of canadians making the merge going far so kane you disappointed your country oh my god just kidding they'll be so proud he sang their anthem yes yes okay well any other final thoughts about this i mean i'm good (laughs) yeah i'm good i know it just I'm hope. I mean, granted, you know, we still have 45, which, oh, wait, which is already, like, was which is going to be filming, I guess, probably. Mm-hmm. Underway. Like, soon, in May, probably. Um, so, I'm just hoping Jeff hears, hears what we're saying and does what he can with that. Okay, can I tell you, like, something, another crazy conspiracy that I've been thinking is, I I don't know, not to get too inside baseball about it, but not our previous episode, but the episode before that, the one where I talked a lot about On Fire with Jeff Probst. Yeah. It got a, not a record number for us, but a record number of listens for us this season. Like all of our episodes this season have been consistently the same number of listens. Thank you all. This one had a significant spike that was inexplicable in my mind. And because it's, it's not that like, I think that the on fire Jeff Probst team is combing through every survivor podcast, but I did put in our show, in our show notes and our show description, we talk about on fire with Jeff Probst. So in my mind, I'm like, that's where it's coming from. They listened. I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah. or say someone did maybe i don't know that's that's interesting but no i do i do hope i do hope they've taken some notes not just from us but from i i think it's like we know they listened to the little guys they stole they stole the the 
Jeff's vibe check segment from Escaping Reality and rebranded it. Just kidding. I mean, by, but I mean, just kidding, but not. I just think we talked the other week about Malcolm's point that he tweeted that it's not all on Jeff and the producers. They're trying to keep this thing on the network, keep this thing on air by any means possible. And that's what networks want is they want new sticks and new twists and things that are flashy. So I don't, I honestly don't know that it's ever going to go back to the way it was. Truly. I don't, I think I just, if the twists and the advantages and the this and that's are unavoidable, I at least wish we had more of a cohesive narrative, a theme perhaps like, okay, we're stuck in Fiji forever. How about a theme? How about some returning players? Like, yeah. And you know what? Thinking about it too, like this, this kind of just popped up in my head. Maybe all this nonsense really was like, is like the last ditch effort. Maybe Jeff tried to avoid it at first. Like Fiji being the permanent location was the first straw. Like they were mm-hmm. like, okay, it is cheaper to do this in Fiji because we can keep some of our shit there. Like we have like an agreement. We know the local vendors and stuff like we know all of these things like Mm -hmm. that's a good way to you know maximize our dollar there and then maybe like ratings aren't what they used to be and then they were like all right well let's just throw in someone having to say a goat on astroturf (laughs) actually the first fire tokens yeah i don't know how much did it cost to erect the island of the idols come on that was like a big that was like a intense structure there. But. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're made out of like paper mache. Yeah, true. <laughs> but no, that would have been destroyed by the weather. But yeah, no, I, I definitely have questions. Okay, well, let's play our first game of the evening. This is called Who Said It? And <laughs> I just made up that name. But this is where we try and guess who says the episode title for next week. And do you want to hear what the episode title is, Ashley? Yes. Full tilt boogie. Okay. This phrase. Haven't we seen this recently somewhere? I feel like didn't escaping reality when they were talking about their Jeff needs a vibe check. Didn't they say full tilt? Oh, did it Jeff scream full tilt boogie? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's Jeff. Maybe Jeff says it again. Or maybe, yeah, or maybe, like, someone else says it, like, talking about Jeff. I think it's far more likely that Jeff is trying to incorporate this as one of his new catchphrases. And he's like, all right, second time. Full tilt. I'm going to guess Jeff Probst. They're like, okay, the people, they they didn't catch on too much the first time. So what if we made it the episode title? Right. That'll really get them. If I had to pick a player that says it. I'm going to say Jam Jam, but like emulating Jeff. That's a great guess. Just because he's like, when you remember when he narrated the challenge and he was like, oh, Jam Jam carrying a block all by himself. It's just, it's to me, it's a little bit of like an old timey phrase. I have no idea what it means. Does it mean like a scramble or something or like full, like I, I have no idea what that means. It is a 1997 film. Okay. What is a full tilt? Uh, it's an adverb. A full tilt boogie. It means like at the most extreme level at full capacity. So like okay. when we are on fire during this podcast, we are at a full tilt boogie. Okay. 
Um, so I, I don't know, I guess. I've never heard, I really don't think I've ever heard that phrase in my life until Jeff said it. I'll stick with Jeff for now. Okay, I'll say Jam Jam. Yeah. Okay. This brings us to our final segment of the episode. Luxury items. If you're new, this is where we talk about things outside of Survivor that we are enjoying. I think we might both have the same thing this week. Mm. Is that true? You know what? I have like I have like a couple other things I could mention, but I feel like I want to just do this one justice. So Okay. So my luxury item, number one, number one, luxury item forever, is the show Jury Duty. And if you've been sticking with me this season, you know that I've been just having a tough time taking in content, finding content, getting into content. It's really hard when you're pregnant. It's, I can't explain it, but like, I don't know. There's some shows that are better with a couple of glasses of wine and you can't have yeah. Um, And like, also I, I'm very easily upset. Like I have a very small box of emotion of like, it can't be too happy. It can't be too sad. Okay. So I started seeing a lot of buzz about the show Jury Duty. A friend of the show, Courtney, had also watched it. And so it's on Amazon Prime. It's via, like, this really small network, like, Freebie or something like that. So there are commercials, but it was It's not bad, though. It's, like, literally, like, it's, like, a minute or so of commercials, like, twice in the episode. Yeah. It's the most delightful show I've ever seen. And the premise is basically... Everyone is has signed up to participate in a documentary about being on jury duty. Everyone's an actor except one person. Yeah. And we know he's an he's not an actor and it's just when I when I heard about it I was like, "Huh, I don't know about that." But it's really like the way that they did it is so wonderful and you really end up rooting for this guy and it's just so funny that I was laugh the first especially the first like two to three episodes I was laughing out loud I was chuck I was cackling out loud oh yeah no I I was definitely laughing too I actually I one thing I think that's interesting this is Amazon on freebie or like freebie on Amazon whatever Mm -hmm. I feel like in general Amazon shows don't necessarily get the same buzz as a Netflix show or an Apple TV you know what I mean like an Amazon Prime original, I feel like, at least for me, I don't think that normally I hear that many people talking about them as much as other streaming services. But something that really smart that I noticed was they must have sent this, they must have sent this show, like previews of it, first episode, first couple episodes or something out to like a lot of like, not even that huge of content creators on TikTok because someone definitely got like, I saw multiple TikToks and they were like, this is not an ad. I was just sent like a screener of this mm-hmm. and this show's awesome. So it made me like hearing people on TikTok saying, this isn't an ad. I watched this and it was funny because I, I don't know. I get served a lot of that. Like, you know how there's like book talk. I get a lot of TV mm-hmm. show talk because I, I watch a lot of TV shows, <laughs> I guess. So I, you know, there's one person I follow is like, I've watched this many shows this year. These are the ones worth watching. And astounding. Everyone is like this show, Jerry Duty. So I was definitely like, I was hyped to watch it. I, I watched one episode last week, but it's one of those things where you need to pay. Like, I feel like it's very subtle. Sometimes the humor. So you need to pay attention. There's visual like you need to watch because you need to watch people's facial expressions. You need to watch Ronald Gladden, our hero 
react to people like that's part of the charm of it so sometimes if i don't really feel like looking at the tv and more listening so anyway i i but i was laughing i did watch the first step but i finished it all like i watched all of it yesterday and today and i was l-o-l-ing and then the last episode i was crying mm. so it, it's really delightful i and it's a quick a very quick eight episodes so i very much encourage if you haven't watched it watch it you and they're only 20 some they're only 20 something minutes each too right yeah they're pretty quick yeah so yeah it is truly delightful and hilarious and oh i mean and one of the best parts too is there is an actual known actor on the show not acting in jury jury duty but james actor james marsden plays himself and he is just i texted you and courtney i was like he's so good at playing himself <laughs> He's so good. He's also just like such a babe. And it really is like he is the way that he plays himself. It is because we're watching it and like we know what's going on. It does at moments seem unbelievable. But then like he will have these like more humanizing moments that you're like, oh, yeah, I I guess I can see. And it is funny because there are a couple actors that like I didn't recognize while I was watching it. But then afterwards and you recognize the one didn't right right off the bat. I I was watching it. I was like, I know that guy. I know him. I know him. Yeah, there is the one guy um, who plays Eric. Um, Eric in Sex Lives of College Girls, and the other guy that I that I didn't recognize, but recognize in hindsight, is the guy, the guy that plays Sewage Joe on Parks and Rec. Wait, which who? He was like the tall guy who in the beginning was like, uh, I injured my back. I don't wait. Which episode? Like in the jury selection. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I'd have to look back, but I I was trying to think like, do we recognize anyone? Like, okay. Some like, who were your favorite jurors? Like I I liked so many, I don't know. Barbara made me laugh a lot. Barbara was great. Um, I, I loved the, who was the bugs, the, the bugs life guy. Like, oh, Todd. Todd, yeah, I think Todd, Todd definitely, I think made me laugh. So many of them made me laugh. Bonnie. I loved that. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but yeah, Van- Vanessa had some really good one-liners. They're all amazing. Bailiff Nikki, Bailiff Nikki, forever, forever. Yeah, but it's so, it's so, it's like heart. It's funny, but it's also like a heartwarming, just like the human connection. The only thing that I, I was talking about this, I texted you and Courtney, and then also I said to you like before we started recording. The only thing is. This is, I mean, I'm, no spoilers, but it's worth it in the end to have been the participant in the show, but it takes a certain type of person um, to be okay. Like, because me personally, I think that if I was on the show and I was the only person who wasn't an actor and stuff, how I would react when I found out it was all staged, I don't think that I would take that well. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if I was like, if I was in a segment, you know how like they have those like what would you do things on the news like where like have you ever seen those? You know what I'm talking about like mm-hmm. where it's like they're like hidden like a hidden camera thing where it's like a moral conundrum and like you're recorded for that. I would hope I would do the right thing, but or if I was like on a little prank or something. But this lasted three entire weeks, and I think that maybe like building relationships with these people. And then the aftermath when it was over, I think that would make me feel I'm, I'm I'm kind of an untrusting person. Like I'm a little I can I can be a little suspicious. I, you know, 
I don't know if it's from like you know childhood trauma or like oh my, my Scorpio or my Scorpio moon, like yeah, like elementary school, like you know bullying kind of stuff. Like I'm just very suspicious of people and their motives sometimes. So, but I, I did do my birth chart and it said my Cancer Sun and Scorpio Moon makes me super super suspicious. But I'm just glad the person that they chose is like seriously seems like the best dude, and it seems like the internet is loving him. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Like, how would you feel if you went through this thing for like three weeks and then you found out? Like, but this is the thing. This is the thing. They never would have picked me. I think they they were very intentional in like the little disclosure before the episodes. They say they put this Craigslist ad out there and they had over twenty five hundred applicants. Yeah, so I think there was a lot of vetting and screening. It never would have been you or me. It was always he's just like he's like like a very he's like an affable character like. And also, like, yeah, he seems – well, I'm not saying you're not confident, but I feel like he has, like, a good, like, sense of – like, the way he carries himself, like, he, like, is, like, a likable, like, nice guy, and he seems confident. So, yeah, I'm sure there's, like, all sorts of, like, screening questions that they did ask in order to select him. So that that is a very good point. Well, I've – you know, speaking of, you know, reality TV um, participants and mental health, have you been mm-hmm. seeing the discourse on Love is Blind? Um – Okay, so initially I would say I don't think so, but then I did see – is it just about, like, the lack of, like – I did see um, Danielle's TikTok about, like, how she was done super wrong. So, well, it it started out that – and I can't remember if it was an article or what. I've seen a lot of it just on social media, like, referencing it, so I'm not sure if, if it was an article or what, you know, medium it was. But at least, like, seven people that were on the show, including nick and danielle of season two who ended up getting married and staying together for a while and are now divorced and like not on the best of terms managed to come together and you know stand united and have each other's backs on this where she details you know that she disclosed in her screening that she had a past um suicide attempt Mm -hmm. um and you know, she doesn't really understand why, you know, they would have cast her with that. And they definitely exploited some sensitive things about her. Like she mentioned a big part of her storyline was about how she had lost weight and like, like had been insecure. And apparently like that actually isn't that big of a part of her story, but they made it her whole story. And we know things like this happened, but they were talking about like 20 hour days, like not having food, water, yeah. and it's not just this season, like lots of different Lots of seasons and the production company. The reason I want to talk about it is, did you see what our uh, not so friend of the show, Nick Vial, had to say? No, I didn't. This is where, oh, so apparently they were talking about it, I I think on his podcast. I don't know. I've just seen a bunch of clips of it. So Nick Vial of The Bachelor, who we mentioned sometimes, who's just become a shitty egomaniac, um, probably already always was but we we did kind of like him back in the day was you know kind of like trivializing mental health issues and like su- like suicide like like he's kind of just like you know what you're getting into when you get under reality tv and kind of going against their missions because um the one person from love is blind actually was like starting a foundation to mm-hmm. like campaign for better mental health support mm. for people like before during and after like filming reality tv shows so Hmm. i think maybe that's also like why that got me thinking about with jury duty like oh like i hope ronald afterwards 
I saw an I saw an article like I I didn't read it yet because I was like just finished the show shortly before we recorded, but him saying like he was kind of like questioning what was real for like a certain time after, and that I don't know just like a big responsibility, and I think a responsibility that production companies and you know networks have to ensure that the people on their programs are supported. Yeah. So. Was that was your other luxury item? Well, it wasn't my luxury item. It just, uh, I was just a a thing to discuss. Yeah. Just something I want to discuss. Yeah. I'm not going to bring up, I have a couple things that I did actually start watching, but I haven't like watched enough episodes of them to bring them up. So I'm going to save them for next week. Okay. Yeah. Let's stay strong at jury duty and mental health. Yes, exactly. Mine (laughs) for all. Hi, my name's Ashley and my luxury item is mental health. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) oh all right folks that's the episode we'll talk to you next week bye everyone bye